in the land that has lost hope. What can we do? Comes three heroes. We are here. To save the day. One for all and all too far. Let me out. <laughs> Hey, this is a tad too far. Um, I'm Taj, and I'm here with Athena. Hello. And Dietrich. Greetings. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what we do is, uh, you know, we take some things, mix them together, shake them up, send them to a place called Far, make sure that they're properly mixed in a safe containment area, and then bring them back here to you to enjoy. So, um, so this uh, round's topic is a uh, movie title as a different genre. So basically, we're going to take an existing movie title and flip the genre it's in. So the genre that we're going to switch movies into is high fantasy. So, uh, you know, your orcs and elves and goblins and halflings and half humans and half elves and, you know, tieflings and, you know, demons. And yeah, I already said goblins. What am I missing? <laughs> I don't know. I think you got them. <laughs> Pretty much. Dragons. Dragons and fairies and yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Minotaurs and yeah. Hobbits. <laughs> Hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty much halflings, but yeah, a hobbit. So. Pixies. True. Oh, uh, what else? Slime. I forgot your slimes and your oozes. <laughs> your yeah. skeletons. My slimes and oozes. <laughs> um, um, trying to think of anything else. Uh, goblins. He said yep. that. He yeah. said goblins. Oh, I, I forgot owl bears. I forgot your owl bears. Oh, ghoul. Ghoul. There you ghouls. go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. So, for uh, my movie that I'm flipping into a high fancy. Um, so, I'm going to see if you guys can guess the movie. All right. It has okay. Keanu Reeves. It has. Uh, um, and Antina Sanchez, Gorgian, Anthony Quinn, uh, Gino Carlo Gian, Gianni. So, Goodness. Any, any cases? No. No? It, it, thank you. Uh, uh, <laughs> no? Okay. You're not talking about John Wick, are you? No. I mean, because it's Keanu Reeves and Anthony Quinn, but yeah, you know, I, I don't think Anthony Quinn's in any of the John Wick ones. Because excellent adventure or something. Nope, a walk in the clouds. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> you lost me on that one. <laughs> so um, the um, what the premise is of it. So the in the original version of a walk in the clouds is what happens is a. Um, Keanu Reeves plays uh, this character called uh, Paul uh, Sutton. So he's a World War II vet that returns uh, from war. And so he meets up with his wartime bride, in a sense. So it's this, they had a worldwide 
worldwide romance, right, with this woman, right? But he gets back to like uh, San Francisco or somewhere on the California, right? And so um, he wrote to her every day for like a year, but she never opened up any of the letters. But he still wants the marriage to work, so he becomes a traveling salesman for chocolates. So then he's <laughs> on his way uh, to to sell chocolates, and he stops this uh, lady that's being harassed by two guys and gets kicked off the bus, and they runs into her later on. And her deal is that um, she was a college student on her way home, but she's pregnant, and so she has a super traditional family, and she doesn't want to go back to them without being uh, – married because and so they kind of strike this deal that he'll fake to he'll pretend being her husband and then he'll pretend walking out on her so it's not as bad as her being unwed and pregnant it's just that she was married but then the husband walked out is kind of what they're weird thing but then as it happens is he goes there and then he deals with all this stuff and slowly he he starts liking the family like the grandfather likes him a lot but the father keeps testing him type of thing, but then he, he keeps getting closer and closer to her, but then he's still married. So he's like, I can't cause I'm married. So it's a, it's a lot of, you know, you know, will they, won't they type of thing. And so he eventually leaves, goes back to his wife and then she uh, is there with another guy. And she's like, look, I filed for a moment. Um, I don't want to be married to you. And so he's like, okay, he takes it. So then he goes back to the winyard. Uh, and uh, the father's drunk, sets the winyard, the uh, the the uh, winyard on fire accidentally, and so they put out the fire. And then he, the last thing is like he finds uh, one of the original wind the uh, uh, roots of the plant so that they can regrow the whole vineyard. And then that's how the movie ends. So, okay, so that's the original plot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the my high fancy plot is um, so um, that uh, what's very similar. So okay, so uh, I have Paul as a half elf. So he's a human half elf that uh, is returning from the. Uh, he's a returning knight from the Darklands. Okay, and so he returns to his kingdom, and they're happy because you know they. This is like after the the big evil's been vanquished, right? So. And so he returns to them and they're all like celebratory and stuff. And he's like still trying to deal with, he has PST kind of thing and he's still trying to deal with it. But nobody in the kingdom really wants to talk about what happened. They just want to celebrate and say everything's fine. So they send him to go get uh, wine from the high elves. Okay. And so uh, because they they want elvish wine. So uh, he leaves and then uh, while he's traveling, he comes across he saves an elf okay so she's a high elf he's a half elf okay and then you've come to find out that um she is uh pregnant but uh, she's afraid to go back to her her parents to their vineyard uh, because there was a prophecy saying that if ever there was a daughter of theirs that got pregnant through wedlock that the whole vineyard would get destroyed so she's worried that if she returns to them pregnant without husband, that the whole, that the prophecy will take place. So he's like, well, you know what? I'm trying to get wine. I'll pretend to be your husband. Well, you know, that way I can try and get a deal for the kingdom to get wine. And then you get to, you know, have a husband and I, I'll run out on you type of thing. So it's that same, same plot twist. And then, of course, uh, 
you know, they start growing closer. Now, have you ever seen a walk in the cloud? Their famous thing is uh, they have these like paper fan things where they're because there's a frost coming. And so they do this thing where they are uh, trying to move the hot air down to keep the grapes from freezing because there's a frost coming. So I have that similar scene here in this one, but it's actual like uh, flying machines. And so what it is, is what you come to find out is the vineyard is protected like the grandfather and the great grandfather uh, um, somehow have control of a, a rook, uh, which is a, a giant eagle. Basically, it's a giant eagle, but it's known as a rook, uh, or it's spelled R O C. Okay, so okay. Um, and so uh, the thing is that they have feathers from the rook, and they use that to to help keep the air down, and they can kind of fly type of thing. So, um, so they save the stuff. He goes back. He finally gets the deal for the wine. But he goes back to the kingdom, and then um, when he gets back there, they're like, hey, you know, you're, you swore fealty to us. We're going to let you go. You know, we don't need you around. You know, things are fine now. And so he tries to go back to the kingdom, but, of course, the father's drunk. And he – well, as he's on his way back, the father's drunk, and he released the rook to go kill him. And so right when he gets back to the vineyard, the rook is broken free and then destroys the whole vineyard. And then what happens is he he remembers that the original uh, vineyard uh, grapes came from um, a place in the rook's nest. So he goes back and gets the root so they can regrow the winyard vines. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like it. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Very detailed. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> but see, it, it, I mean, there's not many, you know, high fancy you know, you know, romance like what m- movies that don't deal with like a big evil. So there's like no big evil. It's just like a romance bitch yeah. in high fantasy world. So it's like, I think it'd do good. So yeah, you kept it similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, it sounded like so. Yeah, I did keep it similar. I didn't. I didn't pick any. I didn't pick whether I do the same actors or not. But you know, Keanu yeah. was pretty good in it. So I mean, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. But I'm not sure, and I'm sure he could play a half elf. I just don't know who you would get to play a high elf. So you know, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's what's up. <laughs> so, all right. You, you kept right. it pretty close. Like I completely changed mine, like other well, than yeah. the title. <laughs> yeah, it, on one of on like one of the ones coming up, I did completely change it. So. Uh, okay. But on this one, I, I kept it pretty close. So yeah, I like that one. Do you okay. want to go next? You want me to go? I can go. That's okay. not a problem. All right. So we ain't gonna do no guessing games in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, mine comes from it's high fantasy, right? So I'm doing the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Yes, uh, the adaptation brought in by Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, basically, you know, it tells the story of, for those who haven't seen it, it's based on a true story, based on Jordan Belfort. Um, he was a Wall Street guy. He was a, a penny stockbroker who pretty much found a, a, a Ponzi scheme um, to take other people's money and, and basically run away with it by investing in false stocks and, and things of that nature. Um, he got Steve Madden. He got a bunch of other people in the 90s and, and pretty much, you know, came down for it in the whole situation. Um, so 
you know, it's basically I took off of that, but I put a flip to it. It was based off of the title. So, yeah. <laughs> so this is what I put. Um, Jordan Belfort, a Long Island penny stockbroker uh, in the 1990s. He's working on Wall Street and he comes across this one deal. It's, it's like the deal of a lifetime. He okay. hasn't taken everybody's money yet. This is catching him right when he's got like getting started in the business. So he takes the deal of the lifetime. Um, this investor who comes out of nowhere offers him a chance to sell this property. Um, he sells the property on the market. Uh, the market actually doubles up and as a gift or a, a reward for selling the property and selling off the stocks of it. Um, he received this box. That's a little golden antique box. It looks like it came from like the 1800s type situation. So he opens the box inside the boxes, this like gold cloth. It looks like a half man, half like claw type situation. He opens the box and he touches the claw. And as soon as he touches the claw, he's got fangs that start coming out of his, out of his mouth. And he's like biting his lip and blood is coming out and he's running around and, and he gets in a panic and in a, in a, in a frantic rush and he doesn't know what to do with himself. And then he passes out from anxiety. Okay. When he wakes up, his clothes are shredded. <laughs> he's in the middle of a, a forest. He has no idea where he's at. He has no idea of his surroundings. He doesn't know exactly what he's looking at. And off in the far distance, he can hear people like sound like on horses that are riding around and, and, and looking for somebody. And, and so he jumps up and realizes that he's shredded up and doesn't know where he is. So he's running around trying to get to those people. Well, when he gets around them and starts screaming, hey, hey, here I am, they throw a spear at him. <laughs> wow. So now he realizes that that's not the help they're actually trying to get him. So he's running away from them, goes out of the forest and comes across this castle that's off in the distance. It's got a moat and everything around there and a whole bunch of fog around the area. So he runs up into the castle, um, understanding that he may be an enemy to them, but he doesn't know what's going on. He tries to go around the moat into the back way where he comes across uh, this female that's sitting in the land. Um, she was collecting flowers, Margot Robbie, <laughs> <laughs> where she decides to take him into the castle and help him out because she sees that he's wounded and also sees that he's, you know, being chased by people. So come to find out he is in the land of one Strap. One Strap in German is Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So in, like this myth, in this mythical land, he learns that um, somebody that was wearing clothes similar to what he had came into the land and <laughs> shredded up a bunch of, of soldiers, of knights. And so by doing so, they were chasing him and, and thinking that he had something to do with it. They didn't know what it was. They just know that he looked like that person, but gotcha. not really. So... In the midst of being with the young lady, the young lady has to leave, come to find out she's actually the princess of the castle. And so she puts him in different attire and introduces him as a, a nobleman from a far off land. 
So now the king is thinking that he's a nobleman and the king is thinking that he's all good and, and he just so happened to fall upon a land, his carriage got broken onto. And in this land, there are the wolves, but the wolves are giant. The wolves are are like put it like the wolves are like um underworld where they're lichens. And gotcha. you know, but they're not the they're not the advanced form where they turn back and forth between human and non. They're actually Full blood lichen, full full werewolf stands up like seven feet tall, or thrashing things, and and there's other animals and such in the land, but the wolves rule the land. Gotcha. That's the name being after after the land. So, um, he finds out about the land. He finds out what's going on there. He's trying to figure out how in the world he can get back home. Then he remembers the claw, and so he starts on his search, on his journey, his quest to find the claw, which would ultimately give him uh, some type of way or hope that it would give him a way back home. And amidst the looking for the claw, he goes out at night when nobody is around and he starts changing. He turns into a werewolf. Wow. Okay. So is it a full moon thing or just a night thing? It was a, a full moon situation. Okay. He turns into a werewolf. But the problem is, in this land, they have three moons. Oh, dang. So, at any point in time, it can be night. It's more night than it is day, which is why the, the wolves rule the land. Because it's always night, it's always dark, or it's darkest at some point in time. Sometimes later, you know how, like, in Alaska, they have the 30 days of night type situation? It's kind of yeah. like that, where it's, it's nighttime all the way around. So the wolves are the ones that actually are ruling the area because of all that time. So, in the midst of doing so, um, now he's realizing that he's a werewolf before he passed out because he didn't know what transformation was going on with his body. But now he understands that he's an actual werewolf. So now he's running around trying to figure out what all can he do. He smells all these smells. He, he, he senses all these things around him. And then the wolves come up to him. He's out in the actual forest. The wolves come up to him and they're like trying to fight him. And he winds up demolishing all of the wolves. So he's <laughs> like the alpha wolf. So, wow. One of them stands up and gets to talking to him and tells him, "You're in a, you're in our land. We don't know where you come from. What tribe are you from? What 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 kin are you coming from?" And he's like, "I come from a far off land, and I'm just trying to get back home." And it's like, well, the reason why we are here is because we, this land is cursed, and we're trying to kill the king who cursed the land in the first place because he's a magician and he's a sorcerer. And he put a cast on us, and we were the original people of the land. That was oh, our yeah. castle. He came in and took over. So now he's at odds because now he's trying to either help them in order to get their land back because he's one of them now. He knows that if he goes back to those people, somebody's going to find out and they're going to try to kill him. Or does he help the girl who helped him and try to keep playing the role of the nobleman? In the midst of the situation... Um, one of the moons comes up in the middle of a big banquet. He turns into a wolf. The king finds out, tries to have him killed, and now he runs off back to the wolves that were of the land. He now decides that he's going to help them get their land back and destroy the king because the king is trying to kill him. In the midst of doing so, the girl winds up dying Aww. in the struggle. Yeah. But then he does kill the king. 
the curse is lifted off of the land. All of a sudden, the moons go away. The suns come out. It's three suns in place of the moons now. All the people turn back. All the wolves turn back into the people, which the main wolf that was helping him out is actually king of the land. And so he goes to to get, um, what is it, crowned as, you know, like a knight of the land and the whole nine. Yeah. And the king, the one that was the wolf, actually has the golden claw. Ah. Oh. He cuts him with the golden claw. He goes into a shiver and he winds up right back at his desk <laughs> where he first opened the box. Wow. And but because of this whole situation that he went through and picking the lesser of the evils and, and trying to fight for good and what's needed to be good and not realizing that he wanted to be a bad guy anymore, he wind up leaving the stock market altogether, going to open up a bookstore. And <laughs> Mr. Opening up a bookstore, his first customer is a girl that walks in that looks just like the princess. Aw. That's cool. <laughs> I like it. That's good. I, it is. Yeah, that was a good one. Thanks. 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 <laughs> That's right. I know. You did good. Sure. Oh, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. What'd you get, Athena? All right. So <laughs> the movie I chose for mine is a family comedy, and there's actually been two makes of it. It's yours, mine, and ours. Okay. The first time in 1968 with Lucille Ball and Henry Fonda, and then it was made again in 2005 with Dennis Quaid and Rene Russo. And they're pretty much the same film. The The second remake doesn't have them having an hours kid. They don't get pregnant. But in the first one, Lucille Ball gets pregnant by um, her new husband. And so that's now they have kids from both his family, her family, and now one together. And that's where the yours, mine, and ours comes from. But they end up, she has eight kids and he has ten. God. So they have 18 yeah. kids in a house living together. That now she's pregnant with what's going to be their 19th child. And both families of kids start out not liking each other. So it's kind of a battle constantly between all of these kids. And then once they're all living like in the same house, it like it's just worse. And then the parents are going crazy and the kids are trying to find the right restroom and bedroom. And it's kind of always chaos. And so I didn't want to write a high fantasy thing with a bunch of kids in it. And so I um, changed mine into kind of a um, academy where kids, as soon as they become um, teenagers, so this is off in a, a different galaxy. There's three planets that are in a solar system, and they're all run by the same king and queen. And all infants are raised on like this lower planet where the women help raise the kids and the men are doing like the farming and hunting and whatnot. And then once the kids get to 13, they go to this middle planet where there's two different academies, one's for the boys and one's for the girls. And there's a man and a woman running those academies and teaching them and training them for a battle that they're going to have to um, be in once they're 18. And the battle happens on that middle planet and they have to, it's one boy and one girl at a time. And they not only are battling each other, but they're battling different obstacles like monsters, swamps, things of that nature, and trying to get to the end. And if you win this battle, then you get to go to the high planet, the third planet, and that's where the king and queen reside. 
And that's where they want their like elite people to be with them and kind of be the battle ready people to kind of live there in luxury until a battle happens. And so I have the man and the woman um, running these academies and they end up uh, liking each other and making a child of their own. (laughs) And she's worried about her son having to go through all of this. So she tries to send him away, but the husband stops um, his son from leaving and doesn't tell her up until they're at this academy. And it's his day to be in this trial of, of these battles. And um, once, once she knows that it's her son, she's instead of, cheering for her kids she starts cheering for her actual child instead of the girl she's been training because the people who make it through the battle get to bring their family with them from that low planet all the way to the high planet and so if he if he wins he can bring mom and dad away from those academies and away from training all those kids to just relax and retire on the high planet gotcha and so I have a lot more like detail, like where they really are. There are certain kids that are fighting through swamps and whips and just a bunch of different kind of torturous trials. And I was told it's kind of sounded like um, the Hunger Games. I don't know anything about the Hunger Games. Yeah, I don't know anything about it, but I guess it's it sounds similar to that. Uh, but I just was picturing kind of like gladiator and spartan where they just want the elite and then these planets haven't even seen a battle so pretty much if you make it there you know you just get to relax i mean if a battle has to happen then you're there but otherwise you just kind of get to chill and enjoy life peacefully with your family instead of struggling that makes sense makes sense i like it (laughs) yeah because i i really didn't want to I couldn't picture a happy way to make a high fantasy with a bunch of children in it. And so that's why I use just the title instead of all those kids. All right. So, so you just have a rooting for, you don't have them like doing a revolt and overthrowing the, the power structure or anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> because be I mean, it's a, good, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good king and queen and they have to keep, I mean, everyone obviously can't be on the same level. So you have to have your lower people that sounds horrible but <laughs> peasants. peasants sure yeah. <laughs> but it's not all bad i mean you're there you're helping raise the young and you're living a good life you're just not sitting around on your duff getting pampered yeah but you're making the teens fight each other is it to the death or they're just fighting each other till they get knocked out um We'll just say till they get knocked out. Oh, okay. I can say it to the death, and like, no, you gotta overthrow that. What the heck? <laughs> no, yeah, the only only the real winners make it to the high planet. The rest of them have to <laughs> go back and help raise the new kids. You're what? There you go. Do the whistle from uh, Hunger Games. So it's like. Goodness gracious. Maybe I need to watch that. Read yes, I think you would actually like Hunger Games. It's actually a but, but, Okay, but yeah, if you watch that, then you gotta watch Battle Royale, which is pretty much better than Hunger Games. But Hunger Games is sick. Smack yourself. What? You don't like Battle Royale better? 
No. In Hunger Games. No. No, sir. That's a whole other different subject we could get. We could start a whole other session on that <laughs> by itself. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going to go there with that one. But yes, that, was, that was excellent. Excellent. I, I like your story a lot. You know. Yeah, cool. and I wanted to keep my characters the same as the movie because I think it'd be kind of funny to see Lucille Ball as like this academy running woman who's getting girls ready for battle. Just because I've not, I couldn't actually picture it, but it'd be interesting if she had done a role with a little more power like that. But Henry Fonda definitely fits the role of getting kids ready for battle. Okay. At the fringes of perception, beyond the boundaries of your mind, just past the glow of the firelight, out of the corner of your eyes, you will find an edge case. Edgecase Podcast coming September 10th. Learn more at edgecasepod.com. All right, so uh, any closing thoughts? Any any other movies you guys thought about doing for High Fancy? Um, I thought about doing Maze Runner. <laughs> but- yeah, I was like, yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of out there. Uh, I left that alone. All right. So. This was a hard topic to try to, because it's so out there. You have to change so much. Yeah. So, and I know uh, I get, I almost went with it because I know I give you guys an example of doing Gone with the Wind as a high fancy. Because <laughs> that yeah. just... It's just in the title. It's one of those fantasy names, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, but yeah, because so, that's cool. all. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, if that's it, then uh, this has been a tad too far. Uh, you can find this on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and on our website, tadtoofar.com. T a d t o f a r dot com. We're part of the Sioux Empire Podcast Network, and uh, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. So, bye. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> In a land. <laughs> Farewell. <laughs>